G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. We chat with them once a week and it definitely brightens our day and we get some great tips mm. from Brett Ryan from Focus on the Family Australia. Good morning. Good morning to oh, you. Oh, so good to chat to you. It's so good to have you with us again, mate. And we want to talk about developing a sense of adventure in our kids this week. And I think this is something that uh, I guess some people probably do it naturally without thinking. Others uh, maybe struggle with it. So I'd love to get some, some tips and some insight from you about how we can uh, develop this adventure uh, you know, desire, I guess, for our, within our kids. Yeah, I mean, as we're celebrating National Ma- Families Week this mm. week, uh, it's great. And we did a great webinar last night, and many of your listeners may have been able to tune in, which is fantastic. But, you know, this is something that is something that has changed over the time. When we were growing up, we had that sense of adventure. We were a bit more free. Um, we didn't have those constraints. Uh, we would, you know, go out, and then mum and dad would say, you know, be home by the time that the the streetlights were on. Yep, exactly. We didn't have those fears. And no. now we live in a culture that there is a little bit more restrictions. There, We have to be more attentive. And as a result of that, the flow-on effect is that our kids are less adventurous. They are not as resilient when mm. things don't go to plan. And so we need to encourage a sense of adventure in our children by, you know, pushing them out of the nest a little bit, getting them out of their comfort zone, but encouraging them that it's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not be perfect. And all of those things build a sense of resilience to say, hey, when life doesn't go to plan, I can still shake it off and bounce back. Mm. I guess there's got to be some wisdom in that though, because as you say, I mean, we do live in a world that is not so much dangerous, but I mean, there's things that happen that we want to be careful that we protect our kids from. So, I mean, you wouldn't necessarily put your seven-year-old on the train into the city and say, oh, yeah, go and have an adventure. You know what I mean? Like you want to sort of do it in a an age-appropriate and a contextual way that's going to be safe but developing these skills. Yeah. And I mean, we need to role model this as well. I mean, when do we do things that we're out of our comfort zone? Yeah. You know, like, for example, you didn't like to, you know, jump off a end of a pier or something. And then your children know that, you know, you may not be able to jump off a, a pier, but you want a role model to to get out of your comfort zone. So, you know, you work towards jumping off that pier, for example, yep. and your kids are going, oh, my dad did that or my mum did that. I'd never imagined they would do that. Mm. I mean, I could do that as well. I could do things that I'm uncomfortable with. I could do things. And that that living adventurously, we need to be role modelling that, get out of our own comfort zones and exposing our children to a level of appropriate risk, uh, which means, you know, allowing them to get dirty, allowing them to climb trees. And, I mean, there's a lot of evidence that actually kids who do get hurt, you know, not majorly hurt, but they actually learn, do a great mm. deal of learning, yeah. you know, even if it, even if it is, a, you know, a, a cut or a broken bone or something like that. Not that I would want that at all, but they can learn from that and they can learn their own capabilities and what they can and can't do. And even if it was a, a, a negative outcome, they could still learn to be at as a positive, because they can actually say, you know what, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Mm. Oh, gee, I mean, I did get cold. I did, you know, it was a bit of a shock and I was really nervous, 
but I got over it and I mm. and I can do that. So when life throws them a curveball and they can feel like, oh, I can't do this. I remember when I was a kid, I jumped off that pier. I I went on the mm. Ferris wheel. I, I I went to a great height on the on the tree. It means I can go, I can do these things, and that gives that sense of resilience because we want them to have that that ability to not just to stop life and just live a very mundane world, we need to encourage them to see life in its full. And I mean, that's what God wants us to live, our life to its full. Mm, I love that. Now let's flip that to the parents who are out there because I will put my hand up and uh, Michaela's at the age probably where she could go out and be adventuring more like I used to, you know, maybe not come home when the lights are on. But how do I maybe prepare myself and prepare her who's not worldly and I know she needs to get out Mm. and do more things, you know, go up the street and buy herself a milkshake without me holding her hand. How do we, you know, prepare ourselves, maybe the parents who are like, oh, I know she (laughs) needs to, but the world's not as safe as it used to be. Yeah, that's a really good point. And, for you know, we we talk about helicopter parents and we talk about, you know, bubble wrap parenting and we also talk about drone parenting, you know, or lawnmower parenting. We're trying to make everything smooth for our kids or protect them. (laughs) And and, and that's not going to prepare them for life. So we need to look at ourselves and say, are we creating resilient, Mm. self-sufficient young people or are we... Um, inhibiting them in in their development, so that's a good place to start. And next yeah. thing, you, next thing you could do is to actually role play. You know, if you go to the shops and someone approaches you, what would you do? You know, just to give them some uh, some skills, some um, some appropriate actions that if they're feeling unsafe, what could they do? Who could they talk to? What what type of response could they mm, give if they're so feeling good. unsafe? Yeah. Um, then maybe it's actually learning to trust them. That you can say, I trust you. I feel like you're mature enough. I feel like you're capable of doing this and, and, and raising the bar of expectation. Because if you start feeling fearful, guess what they're going to do? Yeah. They're going to start feeling fearful and they're going to start doubting themselves and then they will not want to do it. So we need to actually, you know, maybe on the inside we're freaking out, but on the outside, cool, calm and collected. <laughs> yeah. No, that, yes. that's so good. That is so good because I, you know, and I will say things like, it's not that I don't trust you. It's just, you know, people, you know, mm. and, but I also don't want to to not stop and help someone because she thinks the worst of them as well. Yeah. No, we don't want to be we want them to live in fear. No. And and the world really is a wonderful place. There are some bad things that happen and we can talk about those things at a time. Um, we're not expecting the kids to have it all together because we haven't no. got it all together. We're adults and we're still learning. So we want to give them some um, some skills to be um, able to, you know, get out of their normal routines to do step out that you say, I trust you. I believe in you. I believe that you know what to do if and when things don't go to plan. They need to start having an ownership because they're more likely that they own their values, their belief systems to be at times countercultural and not conforming to the patterns of this world. They're going to stand up for themselves. And that's what you want. You want Mm. your kids to be able to stand up for themselves, to, to be able to be their own person and not be able just to be under the wings of mum and dad. We want them to be able to become independent, free thinkers that actually can be uh, contributing to society. But at the same time, this takes time. So we have to be patient with them, show a lot of grace and 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 let them know that, you know, you're going to make mistakes, but I'm always going to be here for you. I'm going to yeah. be your number one cheerleader, even when you stuff up, even when you do things that are, I don't like. And even if you do break trust, we're going to work on building that trust once again. Mm, that's so great. good. Really good oh. points. 
Appreciate your input, Brett. Uh, obviously, you've got uh, resources and articles online, but I guess if people are feeling a little bit uh, unsure about this, they can contact you and your team, and, and you could probably talk them through some of these practical suggestions as well when it comes yeah, to, uh, so. I guess, letting the kids lots go. Lots of different issues. It could be, um, you know, you're dealing with anxiety. I mean, our Family Cast platform has got a whole series on how to deal with anxiety with our children. And um, so... Uh, there's a lot of things that our kids are going to be thrown at, and it, and it, and it's best that we are speaking to our kids about the big issues because if you don't speak about it, they're going to go to their peers mm. who have got a wealth mm. of experience, <laughs> not, or they're going to turn to the internet. And yeah. again, it's not always affirming. You've got that first voice privilege. We need to maximise that. And um, and even if you don't have your own children, look out for kids that need that encouragement. We spoke a couple of weeks ago to having those positive adult role models. We can all contribute to the development because it takes a village to raise a child and we need more people involved with the serving tower to be able to look out for others who may not always have that family dynamic that you know is the ideal and so we should look out for it in our communities in our churches in, our, in whatever area yeah. and we need to see our children thrive not just survive but thrive in every aspect of their lives mm, fantastic well you can see some of those uh, resources and contact links as well at families.org.au brett really good to chat again mate we look forward to talking uh, not next week because it'll be a visionathon next week. But we'll actually we hopefully we'll talk yeah, with you we'll during visionathon. But uh, you can a little still bit call me. No, you can still yeah, call love me. it. <laughs> I will. I will take the call from you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.